0: morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, August 14th. On this date in 1945, it was the news America had been waiting for for more than three years. President Harry Truman announced that Japan had surrendered unconditionally. That surrender ended World War II. And on this date in 1995, it was a historic day here in Charleston at South Carolina's State Military College. The Citadel welcomed the first female cadet in its history. Can you name her? I'll have that answer coming up. But first... It's a first alert weather day, so let's get an update on what to expect. And good Monday, morning, Team Meteorologist Joey Sovide. First alert weather day today and tomorrow. Heat index continues to be over 110 degrees each afternoon. Very hot and humid. Stay safe, stay hydrated. Try to stay in the AC over the next couple of days. Heat index going over 110, starting at as early as 11 o'clock this morning through 8 o'clock. Heat advisories in effect. Area-wide, high temperature today around 96 degrees. Small chance of a shower thunderstorm few of you will get rain today a better chance of showers and storms at the tail end of tomorrow and they'll break this very hot stretch of weather leaving us with highs closer to average for this time of the year around 90 degrees starting
1: on wednesday you're listening to morning y'all your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the low country's news leader live five news now let's get to your morning headlines
2: abandoned and derelict boats have been a consistent problem for our local law enforcement officials and officials say one reason is because they've had no place to secure those vessels but a new device is expected to make a really big difference
0: the safe harbor city marina in downtown charleston now holds south carolina's first law enforcement only mooring buoy. It's a way for officials to better contain boats that have broken free while the owners are found.
2: And our Madeline Jaskowiak joins us live from the
0: marina this morning. So Madeline, tell us why this device is so important for Charleston's waterways.
3: Yeah, I'm here at Dock Z where that orange mooring ball is already in the water and attached to a 4,000 pound slab of concrete that sits at the bottom of the ocean. Boats breaking free from their anchors or dragging their anchors across the boating channels during high winds have been a constant problem for coastal law enforcement agencies up and down the east coast. Officials with Charleston Harbor Police and Wounded Nature Working Veterans tell me that the boat's owner's contact information is typically not immediately available when that free-floating boat is being secured. So they need somewhere to anchor it until the owner can be notified. They also tell me that because the mooring ball is only serving as a temporary impound area, the goal is to have boats attached for no longer than 72 hours. Due to our high tides, hurricane storms, and busy waterways here in Charleston, drifting derelict boats pose a danger to other boaters' property and the environment. And until now, local law enforcement had nowhere to anchor these boats. One of the big problems we've had is securing these boats. Where are we gonna secure it? Because we don't wanna secure it the private property in marinas in case that the boats sink, which has happened. Are damaged to other boats or damaged to the marina property. Socha says the project was financed with, pri- or rather, with private donations as well as state funding. Reporting live in downtown Charleston, Madeline Jaskowiak, Live Five News. Alan, thank you. The
2: Georgetown County Sheriff's Office needs your help finding a missing woman. Take a good look at your screen here. This is 31-year-old Quanisha Duncan, and she was last seen leaving her home in the Sampit community on Friday. She was driving a 1998 Burgundy Nissan Altima with South Carolina tags. Anyone with information has been asked to call the Sheriff's Office, and that number is listed in the middle of your screen.
0: The North Charleston Police Department is investigating a car crash that left one person dead Officers say that accident happened around 1 a.m. yesterday morning at the intersection of Dorchester Road and Misho Parkway. They say a man was thrown from the car. He died at the scene. According to police, there were no other injuries. The coroner's office has not yet released the identity of the victim, and officials are still investigating that crash.
2: A South Carolina man on the run since 2018 is back in police custody. Now this all comes after officers arrested him in Florida. Christopher Davis was arrested for violating probation in South Carolina and in Georgia. Cape Coral police discovered his outstanding warrants while investigating the disappearance of his boyfriend. Authorities say they do suspect foul play in the boyfriend's disappearance. They also have a person of interest but would not say who that is. Meanwhile, Davis is waiting for a South Carolina a judge to decide if he'll be granted bond.
0: South Carolina leaders are mourning the loss of State Senator John L. Scott, who died this weekend at the age of 69. Scott represented Richland County in the House for 18 years before beginning his tenure in the Senate in 2009. Governor Henry McMaster issued a statement on the passing of Senator Scott, saying in part... With over 30 years of service in the General Assembly, he's had a profound impact on Richland County and all of South Carolina. He'll be deeply missed. Governor McMaster will also order flags to be lowered to half-staff in honor of the late senator's service once funeral arrangements are made and announced. North Charleston residents say ongoing violent crime in the area could be enough to make them pack their bags and leave.
2: Our Caitlin Ashbaugh heard concerns from community members and the responses from city officials.
1: Crime stats released by the North Charleston Police Department tell us violent crime has been in an up and down rate since 2019. Last year, even setting a record low for the city, but long-term residents who've experienced gun violence close to home want to speak out about their concerns. Just last month, two people died after separate shootings in the same night, one at a restaurant and another near a neighborhood. Both victims were identified, one a 26-year-old man and the other a 30-year-old woman. The investigation for each of these cases is ongoing. North Charleston City Council Councilmember Jerome Hayward says it could be a combination of gang-related issues, drugs, and poverty affecting young generations. One neighbor who lost a loved one to gun violence in the area calls North Charleston unrecognizable to when he first moved to the area. He believes more people need to speak up and share experiences so that change can happen. It could
3: happen to anybody. It could happen to me. It could happen to anybody. It could happen to somebody you care about. We need to speak up.
1: After speaking with Councilmember Hayward, he agrees that it's a disturbing trend to see, and he adds a key to curbing the problem could be by giving younger generations a chance to help themselves, providing resources through programs or nonprofits in the area so that they can start off life on the right foot. Reporting in the newsroom, Caitlin Ashbaugh, Life Five News.
2: Today, we're expecting to get an update on the shooting that happened on the Isle of Palms back in April.
0: IOP leaders and police department members will be holding a news conference first thing this morning. You may remember that April 7th shooting injured five people, including four teenage boys and a 28-year-old woman. The teenagers were two 15-year-olds, a 16-year-old, and a 17-year-old.
2: Police say that shooting happened near the IOP pier around 5.15 that evening. Authorities were working to get fights on the beach under control when those shots happened.
0: Five people have been arrested in connection to the incident. That press conference is set to begin at 10 a.m. and we'll bring you the latest updates on air and
2: online. <laughs> North Charleston police are saying it is cool to be in school with their back to school festival kicking off its 15th year in a row. Over the weekend, the police department and its partners handed out 1000 backpacks and school supplies, plus some uniforms for up to 1000 kids. Some of their largest partners are nonprofit. I serve with Joy, Kona Ice, and a lot more. Officers say a lot of the supplies came from donations, and others came straight out of the department's own budget. Police Chief Greg Gomes says this is one of his favorite initiatives that they're involved with, and that events like this show just how serious the department is when it comes to service.
0: Even though a handful of school districts are already back in the classroom, there are still multiple school supply giveaways to get your child ready for the new year. Hands of Christ Back to School program is still going. They have three more distributions. That first one is Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. You can pick up two sets of school clothes and grade-related school supplies for each of your kids in grades 4K through 8. Now, children do have to be accompanied by an adult and families are limited to a maximum of five children. The child also needs to be there in person and can only attend one of these events each year. You can see the dates and times for the remaining distributions there on your screen. The college admissions process can seem daunting, but if you're in 8th through 12th grade and you want some help, you are in luck. The Lowcountry Community Church in Morrills Inlet is hosting a free college admissions workshop to help with applying for scholarships, financial aid, and even help with getting into a specific school. The workshop is this Sunday, August 20th, starting at 3 p.m. You can sign up by texting that number there on your screen.
2: Happening today, the Charleston Area Regional Transportation Authority is hosting a downtown Charleston Charleston Transit Study open house this evening. It's through the Berkeley-Charleston-Dorchester Council of Governments. It'll take place from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Charleston Visitor Center. Participants will be able to provide input to help improve transit downtown. The event will allow those who participate to speak with the project team and provide feedback and share their experiences using transit in the downtown area. The Visitor Center is at 375 Meeting Street, and that's near the downtown bus transfer points serving most CARTA bus routes. A mobile mammogram bus is coming to North Charleston. It is the first time the Church of Christ at Azalea Drive is hosting this kind of health checkup opportunity. The church says they want to give you easy access to essential
0: health care by providing these services right here in the community.
2: Our Destiny Kennedy joins us live from the Church of Christ at Azalea Drive in North Charleston. So Destiny, what can community members expect from today's mobile clinic?
4: Good morning, Shelby and Katie. The purpose of the mobile mammogram is to stress the importance of getting an exam every year. Next Monday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., the mobile mammogram bus will park outside the Church of Christ at Azalea Drive. Another service provided will be a pap smear. You must have an appointment to be seen as the church wants to cut back on the long wait times that people typically experience at doctor's offices. Those who are insured as well as uninsured can make an appointment. I'm told breast cancer is among the most common cancer among women in the U.S., with 85% of women diagnosed having no family history. Member of the Breast Cancer Awareness Program at the Church of Christ at Azalea Drive, Latasha Edge says it's important for women
3: to put their health first. It's very important. We, have, we as women, we're the, most of the time, we're the caregivers of our family. And for some reason, we always put ourselves last. And if we go down, Who's gonna take care of our families? So we need to take care of ourselves and we need to make sure we get our mammograms, do our self checks every day. We need to do our mammograms yearly. We need to have the um, pap smears done yearly. And if we see something wrong, go to the doctor. Don't try to put it off
4: Now, appointments have since filled up, but good news, the mobile mammogram will be back in October for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and you can start registering now. And there's only 18 slots available, so it's really important that you get to that. Reporting live in North Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News.
0: At the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1995, the Citadel added the first female cadet in its history. Do you remember her name? It was Shannon Faulkner. She would quit the school less than a week later, though, citing the stress of the court fight that got her into the school and her isolation among male cadets. But her place in history still stands. Celebrating birthdays this Monday, Broadway lyricist Lee Adams of Bye Bye Birdie fame is 99. Actor-comedian Steve Martin turned 78. Actress Susan St. James is 77. Cartoonist Gary Larson Famous for taking us all along to the far side is 73. Actress Susan Olsen. Little Cindy from the Brady Bunch is 62. And actress Halle Berry is 57. Make it a great Monday. And thank you for joining us for Morning Y'all from Life 5 News. I'm Katie Cameron. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24 7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.